time to stop bitching about movies made by men <laughs> for men with men. Sylvia and I were just talking about how, which I didn't know this about you, we both hate the movie Nebraska. <laughs> hate. Hatred. Everything I hate in one movie. And you know what I also hate? That I'm supposed to like it. And I'm supposed yeah, to be like, exactly. you know when you're just hit over the head with a movie that's like, this is a good right. film. And it's not this a movie. This is cinema. It's a film. It's a fi- cinema. A film. <laughs> no, it sucked. Yeah, it sucked. It's boring. It's in black and white. Like I just No, I didn't believe a second about that movie. <sighs> well, getting into a, a a cinematic experience that was more enjoyable than Nebraska, but less enjoyable than several other Shark Tank episodes. Yeah. We have this week's say, episode. Like, this is, you know, talking about things that are unbelievable and not what they seem is a great segue into the first product <laughs> from season 15, episode 9 of Shark Tank. It's so true. It's so I, true. I have been dying to hear your take on this product, Sylvie, so I'm glad we're finally talking about it. <laughs> It was. Well, took me, it took everything in me not to text you while I was watching this. I have a, a one take on the product, and then I have another take on the entrepreneurs, and they're a little bit different. So let's get into it. You want to talk us through? As, I do. As a, as a member of the dairy intolerant community, I do. You want, you want to walk us through Rebel Cheeses? I really do. Um, my my sister in law, who is a doctor. I saw her over Christmas break, and she was like, hey, how's your, like, lactose intolerance, by the way, um, as I was about to, like, dive into a pot of fondue. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I mean, and she was like, you can eat cheese? And I was like, no, but I do. But I eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I have to preface this episode by saying I watched this with Mason and our friend Brian. We were kind of nice. getting ready to go out to our friend Fiona's birthday party. Um, and Brian and I took, we have the same eye doctor, shout out Dr. Melamed. Um, I found him. He's amazing. And yeah, I know. I I take real pride in my, my team of experts who take care of me. You're, you're sort of just slowly forming a cult, aren't you? Slowly, slowly, but surely. Um, and he had given us both these eye drops. I don't know if you've heard of them. I forget what they're called. I think they're called Upneek. What? How do you and spell that? It's like U P N E E Q or something. No. no. So with these eye drops, Alyssa, you put them in your eyes. I got two sample packets. Brian got one. I guess he thinks I have droopier eyes than Brian. <laughs> um, they're for like kind of your droopy lids, and you they're single serve little sample. You put them in your eyes, one drop per eye, and they're supposed to. Open your eyes more by strengthening the upper muscle of your eyelid. This is FDA approved. This is prescription. Mm-hmm. He said it's the hottest thing in Beverly Hills. I'm right sorry. Now. So this is like okay. Would you describe this as like ozempic for your eyelids? I would describe it as like Botox for your eyeballs. Like it's kind Botox of like Botox for your eyeballs. But it's temporary. So Brian and I have been joking about this for weeks. We're like, when are we going to try our Upneek? And then we were like, oh, we're going to this birthday party. Oh, my God. Were you both like at this party like, bink, bink, bink. (laughs) We sit down. We administer the eye drops. Oh, and these eye drops, I Google them. The active ingredient is the same active ingredient in Afrin, the nose spray. Oh, which can be very addictive. Right. And these are are supposed to kind of be a one, like. Okay. It's like those eye things that you put on. 
like before you go like a deep puff out like a deep, uh, like puff, a deep puff right little mask yeah so we put we administered the upneak and then we sat down on the couch <laughs> we watched her dick so i was watching this <laughs> entire episode and i feel like my eyes are like slowly just like opening wider and wider locked on to this episode so anyway long story short i really feel like i needed to preface preface that uh preface this every episode observation by that. that you make i'm just gonna picture you was just yeah just dinner plate eyes yes bink bink yes. bink exactly just taking in everything like a baby owl yep so anyway, oh getting God. into it, okay. we have Fred and Kirsten seeking seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for five percent percent of Rebel Cheese. And as she said that, Brian goes, "Whew!" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, they kind of come out, and they're I, I'm immediately interested because I see the word cheese and i hear the word cheese mm-hmm. but they come out and they start telling this like weird third person story about their relationship they're like let us spin you a yarn boy meets yes. girl girl meets boy boy wants to impress girl so boy takes girl on a picnic and i was just like oh my I'm god bored. i'm so bored shut up yeah i mean just to sort of build on that yeah I am not interested in hearing about your product by way of hearing about your love story, especially in Mm -hmm. that way where I'm like, oh, I didn't actually like learn Mm -hmm. anything about you. And in fact, I didn't learn anything about your product. It reminded me of the guy with the popcorn flower waffles where he was like, let's just spend 10 minutes watching my wife do an aerial silk exercise. And then we're going to bring David Schwimmer out. And by the way, you're not going to have any information about this fucking product. (laughs) I fucking forgot about that. (laughs) So right. It feels artificial. It feels like trying to insert cuteness into something and it always makes me like them less yeah no don't don't add like an injection of sentimentality into this whether happy or sad i'm not here for your feelings we're not here to make friends (laughs) and also Alyssa, speaking of dinner plate eyes did you notice that fred's pupils were like fred had had, maybe it was the pupils but because i was watching the ipad but fred had a weird look to him so yeah, they're they're shilling this vegan artisanal cheese. They have a bunch of flavors. This like brie, which they say is cave aged, um, mm-hmm. honey pistachio chev, sun dried pistachio fromage. I was like fromage. fromage. I was like one of your cheeses cheese. is just called the French word for cheese. It doesn't yeah, help me. Yeah, <laughs> they can't just call it sun dried pistachio cheese. Um, and I will say they look pretty good. And as the sharks are eating them. They're absolutely shitting in joy. They yeah. seem to taste especially good, especially, brie. yes, the brie. Which I think, of all of those, is would be the hardest to replicate. Because I've had, like, I agree. Because we buy a lot of the vegan mozzarella, but the brie, that is a very distinct texture. And everyone was, like, really lauding them on the, on the texture and the taste of the brie. Which is, the only ingredients of the brie are cashews water salt and culture and yeah it's cave aged whatever the fuck that means aged in a cave taste of notes of cave mm. um i will say <laughs> mm, is that stalactite <laughs> it made me really want to try it me too and listen like categorically i think that this is a great idea i think not mm-hmm. only is it great for vegans and the dairy intolerant um but like this suddenly this opens you up to a kosher charcuterie 
I didn't even think about that, but that is such a good point. The only person who's not really on board is guest judge Emma Greed. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> she hates it, but I'm also like, there is no way you are eating cheese, my friend. Yeah, like, that's a good point. I laughed out loud when Robert said, quote, are you the only one who makes a vegan cheese? Yeah, like, like welcome Robert, to planet Earth, Robert. They don't even, like, really answer it. They're like, no, and then they just move on. So the first, my first reaction when they came in with this pitch and I figured out what it was is, I bet these are so expensive. And, in fact, they are. A wheel mm. of the brie, which is, like, your standard brie size, uh, sells for 15 to $20, which isn't, like... Oof catastrophically expensive but that's fucking expensive they sell it it's landed for nine and then they make it for like 467 so it's like not cheap to make not surprisingly but man 20 dollars for a wheel of brie like i don't know brie i guess it's not like a cheddar or mozzarella it's not really like an everyday cheese so it's a little on the expensive side and another thing i found weird that they kind of glossed over was like they have these three sort of uh parts of their business they have e-commerce wholesale and then a restaurant which is yeah 65 yeah. percent of their business and yeah. like no one follows up on that <laughs> they're projecting three and a half million this year and they made 2.5 million last year so they're doing well but then you know we started get we start to hone in on the sharks like you said emma not interested for a <laughs> variety of reasons um, Kevin says it costs too much. And then Mark says he'll do 750000 for 10%. And Lori, like, freaks out and is like, wait, 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 wait. This is so funny, too, because this is one of those products where, like, if Lori just didn't like the business or some other part of it, she would have been like, you know what? I love you guys. I love the product. I love the business. But I'm just not a big cheese girl. So I'm yes, out. Yeah. It's like, Lori, what makes you a fan of this? Yeah. Who She's like, I hate knows? caves. Right. So I'm out. <laughs> so uh, they counter, the entrepreneurs counter with a, a Mark and Lori uh, at 10% with 6%. And they're like, no. Yeah. All of the other sharks are like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Kevin even has to give like a big rousing speech to them because they're like, we can't do, okay, 7%. And Mark and Lori are just like, no, absolutely not. Like it, like it's going to be 10. Yeah. Um, so, but thankfully they do eventually take it. And then before we hit our next segment, we have a Blue Land cleaning product update. So Brian was like, oh my God, I tried that when I lived in New York and it sucked. Really? The fizzy tablets that turn into dish soap? He said, quote, it was like cleaning with water. Oh my, I mean, it is cleaning with water. I mean, yeah. And nothing else. It looks like an Alka-Seltzer that's supposed to turn into like Windex. Yeah. Uh, The only thing that I wanted to comment was the use of a branded content in this segment. So Did you true. notice this? Yeah. Yes. I, I have never seen this before, but they had they slipped part it in. of this retrospective of blue, like slash catch up for Blue Land is a whole segment on Shopify. They mentioned it in their initial little like, you know, interview speech about it. And they're like, and because of Shopify, we were able to get ready for the influx of consumers after the episode aired. And then they go and they fucking interview the <laughs> Shopify person. I was like, oh, like this is. This is now getting dangerously close to our territory, Sylvie. 
I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm at work watching this. How I'm about to hop in frame and drop my phone yeah. to the editor. How many times have you and I couch or like coached the sentence? I got so much of a better deal, or it was so much yes. clearer yes. thanks to my Shopify out of some fucking uh-huh. poor small yes. business owner. I can feel the, the the directing work behind getting the exact right Shopify approved <laughs> line out of them. The client is in my comms. Yes, in my exactly. Headphone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, As I'm talking just five feet away. <laughs> so we all got a lot out of that. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's let's take a break. Do you want to walk us through this next little... I really... Let me just start by saying I really hate the word panty. I just hate... Oh, me too. I just hate the word. Like, I have no problem wearing them. I do it every day. But I hate... Underwear. The word. Underwear. Underoonies. It's because skivvies. It's because... Panty to me has like a weird fetish sexual yes, connotation to it. Like I agree. men don't wear panties. Like right. if if panties applied to men, right by society standards, I would have no issue with it. But it's like, do we need to differentiate women's underwear? And yet, that's the name of our next product: the pocket <laughs> panty. The entrepreneur Ashley. She wants eighty thousand dollars for ten percent of her company. And this is where I struggle with this product because. I'm going to tell you what the product is. And in your mind, think about how this differentiates from, I don't know, any other pair of underwear that anyone could have at any time. Um, So the premise is, you know, women, there are things happen with women's bodies. Sometimes you have how Ashley calls it a leaky tiki. Whether you're peeing yourself, you get in your period, something's happening, you need a new change of underwear. So she is selling these called, called pocket panties. It's a panty... It's a pair of underwear in a in a little plastic Ziploc bag that she intends to sell in vending machines, at pharmacies. You can throw one in your purse. And so if you have an issue, you have a, quickly have a pair of underwear to change into. And I'm going to stop there because there is nothing else about this product. Yeah, I do not understand why this is different than just bringing your own pair of underwear with you now now would i like to have this available in more like places like yes like if i Mm -hmm. don't bring my own pair of underwear with me and then it's like at the airport or in a bathroom or like whatever that would be nice but the idea that like i'm going to buy a couple of these and then stash them in like my gym bag and my purse that's not going to happen because i have other underwear that I can do that with. And there's nothing to differentiate like, oh, they're like a think style panty where they're super absorbent in case you are having your period or something. It's just kind of the same thing. And Kevin asks this question at one point, the only good question that is asked. He's like, what makes it different? And they gloss over it. The idea that like someone would buy a one size fits all pair of underwear to just carry around with them. Yes, the vending machine makes total sense. You're right. Airport, there's a lot, like hotel gift shop, there's a lot of places where it's yeah. like, I understand why you're doing a one size fits all because it's too Gym. hard to do the sizing. Very smart in an emergency. But no one is going to just carry this around with them. This goes, this reminds me of like that product where it was like when you have wine on your teeth 
and you yes, can like brush yes. it off. And they were yes. like, women are going to start carrying this in their purses forever. And it's like, no, we're not. I will say, you know, I like Ashley. I think she has her shit together and she's like a good salesman, which they all point yeah. out. And I like the fact that, you know, she makes them for $2.20 and sells them for $10. I think it's really funny that several of the sharks are like, I think mostly Robert and Kevin are like ten dollars oh for they a were single beyond pair of themselves that it was it's like ten dollars. Guys, a single pair of skims costs yeah. eighteen dollars. A yeah. single <laughs> pair of hanky pankies costs twenty dollars. Like, where the fuck are you guys? Like, right. uh, this is just such a fucking pink tax. Also, uh, yes. like. Great. Yes. So we also spend much more money on our underwear than men do. Awesome. That's good to know. Her total sales are $60,000. Um, she's not... <laughs> this This is when I was like, oh, Ashley, I feel you. I feel you. She was like, I'm not on social media because I just don't like social media. <laughs> so everyone's kind of out. Emma says that it's... Emma, who I think would be the only person who yeah. is the closest to this product wise and it says it's just too replicable and so ashley walks out without a deal but she's a pretty good sport about it she is it felt like a tough no deal because when it yeah. said when she said 80k 10 percent and underwear i was like oh she's gonna get a deal from emma so yeah exactly. and she's a black woman and like emma's yeah. a woman of color and so i was like oh yeah but there's just not there's not a thing there there's not there's a, not a there, need and she say. hasn't yeah, there's not a need, and she hasn't really created one yet. So, no. and then we have a delightful flashback, which I have never seen this format before. There was this amazing flashback to Haven Locks. I watched that moment live, and I was like, I remember where I was. You know, it's that kind of moment. <laughs> it's like Just please describe it for us. JFK getting assassinated. <laughs> the twin towers being hit. Haven Locks door failing to break down. <laughs> These are memories that will live with us forever. What I liked so much about it was like they replayed it and then they had like Mark Cuban's commentary on it, which I really liked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who isn't isn't lucky enough to remember this, um, Havenlocks is basically like a better deadbolt. And they try to demonstrate that by being like, a good robber can kick down your door in five kicks. And then they have this guy, like, there's a door Burly with a man. regular deadbolt. Right. And he proceeds to kick the door mm, 12 times. And he is sweating. He is straining. He is tearing ligaments. He oh, is spraining ankles. Absolutely. He is, like, killing his body for this. Um, And... He can't kick it down. He can't kick it down. And of course, everyone watching this is like, oh, well, I'm pretty happy with my regular schmegular deadbolt. Again, this product is meant, the the whole demonstration (laughs) is meant to demonstrate the futility of deadbolts, the weakness of deadbolts. And in doing so, they end up proving how strong deadbolts are and why, like, every fucking apartment and house just has a deadbolt. So then he grabs this, like, hammer this like fire department what it was it was like like, tamping down hammer like pamping down like like um 
like the the gravel that you would put on your driveway to patch your driveway. It's, it's an insane weapon. It looks like a weapon that if you were playing a video game, you would get on like the last level after you've put in 400 hours and it comes and it's like legendary weapon, like the hammer of Thor. And he grabs the hammer of Thor and now he's like banging through the door with this thing. This thing takes an additional like 10 yes, fucking... Yes, the door is bending. There, yes. There is a... Dent. There's a full dent in this door, but the deadbolt is holding fast. <laughs> so he finally breaks through. By the time he breaks through, I'm confident I could be at the police station. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> finish filing the report. the The report would be filed, and he would be like a police officer is waiting for him with handcuffs on the other side of that door. And as they're re- recounting this and replaying it, Mark Cuban is laughing his fucking ass off like he can't breathe it's so delightful oh yeah, that's a, that is a top top five shark tank moment for me top absolute same absolutely top. Uh, all right we'll leave you with that we're gonna take a break and come back with fly with wine oh boy oh <laughs> Wow, we've really gone from a product, Rebel Cheeses, which is entirely relevant to you, to Fly With Wine, which could not be less relevant to you. That's so true. Nevertheless, would you like to tell us about it, Sylvie? Is it relevant to you? It's more relevant to me. You know what? Uh, I will say I have flown with wine, and it was really stressful. Mm, okay. This is this is also where it was helpful to have Brian here watching this with me. Um, because he too was like, yeah, I've, I've flown with like a bottle or Mm -hmm. brought back a bottle or two from my travels, but, but we'll get into that in a minute. So we have double California Napa doofuses, Ryan and Ron (laughs) seeking $500,000 for 8% of their company fly with wine. Um, but specifically their main product is called the Vingard Valise, (laughs) which is like, like, oh my God. Like, like, do you know what's a good travel suitcase company name? Away. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. Vingard Valise. Like, this is in 1955. No one says Valise. No one I even knows what a Valise is. I don't know what a Valise is. It's like how my grandma says, like, yes. the Chaise Lounge. And I'm yes. like, what? Yeah. It's a couch. Uh, or the Davenport. Davenport <laughs> is a really good one. Yeah. So... This product is basically a suitcase that has these like foam inserts in it and they can hold up to 12 bottles. They have a 12 bottle, an 8 bottle, and a 5 bottle. However, you can take the inserts out of the suitcase and then put those in your own suitcase, which is a little confusing because it's like, why are you selling the whole suitcase with the inserts? Right. Right? Like, doesn't that seem like it's just a huge manufacturing cost? Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, in practice, it don't make no sense. Because the whole premise is, if you go to Bordeaux and you go to wine country and you tour vineyards and you want to bring wine home, like, it's hard to do so. Which, like, I take a little bit of issue with. When we went to Italy, like, I don't remember it being that difficult. And But I will say, when Eric and I went to Bordeaux and brought a lot of wine back, like three bottles, uh, there wasn't an opportunity, like, there wasn't an option to ship the little amount that we were buying. And so we had to do what they said and wrap them in dirty clothes. And so that would be an instance where like, oh yes, like this Vingard valise would be theoretically a good idea. And like Sylvie was saying, it's it's a suitcase with this like thick, like rigid foam padding 
that is in the shape of wine bottles for you to put in. And they were like, yeah, and you can just use it as a regular suitcase. These pads are rigid. These pads are very rigid. What am I going to yeah. do? Ship the pads ahead to my hotel? Right. And right. like, and then what do I do with the clothes? Like that, unless I'm discarding all of my like clothes that I brought on this trip, right. it doesn't actually make any sense, this idea that like, oh, well, it doubles as a suitcase. Like, no, it doesn't. Because what do you do with the clothes afterwards? Right. And the thing I'm not, that I'm not against this product, but I am sure. against them arguing that like it's got double use and it's really convenient. I agree. And the other thing that Brian pointed out is like the normal amount to bring back from a trip like that is either like one to three bottles in your suitcase or a case which is yes. shipped to agree. you, which you don't have agree. to deal with. So right. this idea that you're personally shipping back like schlepping around 12 bottles i mean it seems like a good product for what it is but it also seems like such a specific use case Mm -hmm. which is why i was bowled over when they said that they've done 19 million (laughs) dollars in sales to date i was like what i was you know what you know who wasn't that surprised is the sharks and that's like oh yeah this is rich people talking to rich people about rich people products now well, you know what it's kind of reminiscent of? It's kind of reminds me of like, um, you know, when airplanes used to carry catalogs, like a hammocker, schlemmaker mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Type situation. And like your your fucking uncle would get a little wine drunk on his way to, <laughs> yes. to Napa and be like, oh, like I'm going to order this and like circle the giant wall crossword <laughs> puzzle. <laughs> like that has to be how they're making all of their sales. Um, yeah. And again, they're seeking $500,000 for 8%. Like, that is yeah. a hefty price tag. But you hear 19 million sales and you're like, okay, okay. However, however, there is some shady and confusing math afoot. Yes, there, <laughs> there is a lot of question marks coming out of this. Like, year to date, they're down $100,000. And they're like, all the sharks are like, Why? And they're like, well, we need a lot of marketing. So it costs them a ton of money to like go to trade shows and acquire a new customer who, right. by the way, buys this one time. It's not a reusable yeah. product. It's not a subscription. Yeah. It's not something you consume and need again. Like ideally you have this for life. So like that's weird. Yeah. They they spent, they said $400,000 just last year on marketing. I liked Lori asked the question and then followed up with a, a, her own qualification. She said, why are you not making money? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that more where I ask a question and then inform the person that I just asked that it was a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I It is a good question, Lori. And I get the impression that these guys just like to like they're each paying themselves one hundred fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm. salaries. I'm sure they expense every fucking meal of that they course, have, everything, everything in their lives. And I really get the feeling that like they're just kind of trying to bankroll their like Napa lifestyle more than yeah make this a scalable business. And then enter this mysterious other investor. Oh owns yeah, twenty percent <laughs> of the company, and like all of these patents on the products. And somehow is like manufactures it, but they're responsible for like holding the merchandise. And so basically yeah. this other investor has set up a system for herself, which is amazing and brilliant, where like it's not on her if they don't make money, but if they do, she gets a big cut. 
Right, right, right. She's and she's you know they're the worldwide exclusive distributor of this product, and so they they're talking about it as if it's their product. And then yeah, you reveal that like they didn't invent it, they didn't even buy the IP. They're right. just renting the IP indefinitely from a lady who did buy the IP from <laughs> the like Mexican inventor of this product who was just getting a twenty percent cut forever and ever. Mysterious lady. Please come forward. We contact us. A shrewd businesswoman. We like you. We like your style and we'd like to interview you. Please contact us on Instagram or <laughs> find our email. Reach out to me. Reach out to Sylvie. We want to know more. We do. And we want to learn from you because honestly, that sounds like a great setup. She's yeah. like a landlord for Vingard Valise. <laughs> She's a business landlord, and I She's like a business that landlord. about her. <laughs> so no one is interested. They're all like, this is weird. You guys are and yeah, weird. This, this, this is a parasitic is, relationship and you're the host. That's what right. they said. Yeah. And Kevin's like, I like to be the parasite. I'm out. <laughs> like, you already have one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so no deal. No deal for, for Ron and Robert. Ryan and Ron. Whatever. <laughs> and back to, back to Napa they go. Back to the vineyard from whence they came. Should we take a quick break? Let's take a quick break. There was like an odd familiarity to me with these entrepreneurs. Do we know them? Did we work with these people? I don't know, but they, they, I agree that they feel very, very familiar. And they're twins, by the way, but... I, like, I, I was like, it took me a minute with my facial blindness. I was oh, like, oh, I Wait. didn't know until they asked, yeah. are you twins? And they said yes. And I was like, oh, you're twins. Okay. I said, are now these I people see. twins? And Brent said, yes, they're identical twins. So the product is called Cakes Body, which is just not a good name, but a cool company. It doesn't really describe the product, but I like the entrepreneurs and yeah, same. I like the product. So Taylor and Casey are kind of these like, to they look like they're walking straight off of the set of the Barbie movie. Like yes. they are beautiful, they are blonde, but they look friendly. Like they they're really giving us Greta Gerwig's Barbie, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie's Barbie, yeah. not like yeah. 1990s mean girl Barbie. So we like them. They walk out, they're seeking three hundred thousand dollars for five percent of as Alyssa said, Cakes Body, which is a bad, bad name. Bad name, but cakes, it, but like cakes cool? like multiple birthday cakes body. Right. But it's a cool product. They are um, reusable natural silicone nipple covers. And they're trying to solve this problem they call NFO, nipple freak out. <laughs> and they're basically like these kind of little pasties that work without adhesive, which I don't think they hyped up enough because I have yeah. never seen those without some sort of sticky element. And they said it's not going to, it's not like, so 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 sticky and you have to wear something that's like tight fitting to keep it right. uh, on but that it just like like the idea of like not having an adhesive to just like irritate your skin was very cool yeah. to me and they say that the more you it works with like your body heat so it kind of like melds to your body with your body heat and kind of like your sweat so actually like the hotter you get the more it sticks to your nips yeah. which yeah, i were, like it works better as you start to sweat which is beautiful um and then they they demo the product on kevin's bald head which i thought was actually like (laughs) and kevin was again such a sport about it yes he was uh 
I'm looking at, I'm on Taylor's LinkedIn, but I'm not seeing anything. Casey Sarai. Casey Sarai. <laughs> she worked at Pernod as like a marketing manager. I mean, maybe we did a campaign with her. <laughs> Pernod Ricard Just USA. Just search her in your, in your email inbox. Oh, that's a really work. good idea. Okay. Yeah. Casey Capuano. I'll just look Capuano, and then I'll cover both of them. Capuano. <laughs> Capuano. Well, you know, I both are the worst people to be trying to figure out how we know someone, because we're, we've both admitted to being cripplingly face-blind. This happened to me in ketamine therapy on Wednesday. I oh. walk up to the sound bath practitioner, who's a new person, and she goes, have we met? And I said, I don't think so. I, in fact, I'm quite confident we've never met. And she goes... Uh, I just feel like I know you from a past life, perhaps. And I said, <laughs> okay. Okay. So they were a client in a past life. And I'm also like, it's so true what they say that most, you know, bikinis, sports bras, whatever, come with this little insert, this little phone yes. insert. Oh my God. And yeah. The first thing I do when I get those is rip those motherfuckers out because they're just going to twist up and like look yes. shitty. My like my washing machine, like the shelf above the washing machine, is just filled with just like little individual pads from like God knows what bathing suit or bra or yes. like clothing item. I just toss them. Those go in the trash. Yeah, and yeah, I, I should. I will say, like, you know what pissed me off about this segment? Robert was acting so fucking dumb, dude, the entire time, yes. and I was like. Haven't you been married to like 18 women? And don't you have like 500 so daughters? <laughs> in my notes. What? Robert, for having 18 wives. <laughs> I said, Robert, for having 18, we both said 18, 18 wives, is baffled by this entire notion of a boob solution business. God, my sister, my soul <laughs> sister. It's you are my <laughs> Taylor amazing. Capuano. <laughs> you are the Taylor Capuano to my Casey Capuano. And because we have face blindness, we can be twins in our own yes, minds. Yes, we basically are. If we, we did a pitch are. in Shark Tank and the sharks were like, are you two identical <laughs> twins? We'd be like, no, but we can understand what you think that way. Uh, I was um, also infuriated by Robert's like entire attitude. This whole, what? <laughs> nipples? Women have nipples? Yeah. Like, oh, you've never seen your wife like getting ready for an event where she needs to use this product you've never talked to her about this you've never heard her concern about (sighs) nipples being weird in a dress like i loathe you like you're uh it's not good enough anymore to be like we're not in the 50s okay you can't just pretend that you don't know how a woman's body works just red flag when you're married to one robert yeah if you are okay here are the situations where it would be okay to to act like this um, if you had been dropped off on a desert island like Tom Hanks in Castaway and somehow survived and then just reentered society, but you were dropped off at an age like mm-hmm. before you mm-hmm. met any women, that yes. would be understandable. Yeah. If you were a gay man who never lived with women, never cis had women, a sister, right, didn't have sisters, somehow. I mean, I guess it'd be a little weird if you, like, knew that about your mom. But, like, yeah, if you just had, like, no interaction with women. But Robert is surrounded by women. If we know know one thing, and we do know one thing about Robert, and it's that he has been married a ton of times, every time to women. He also was very surprised at, like, all things with the the pocket panty. And, again, I'm like. Yes, same. "Mm, 
you don't get to act like you're surprised by how like boobs and vaginas work. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's not, not okay. Anymore. Mm-mm. Luckily, Taylor and Casey have no time for his fucking nonsense. No. They have done a million do- they did a million dollars in revenue off of a $10,000 investment out of their savings. And this year, yeah. they're tracking yeah. towards $5 million <laughs> yeah, with a awesome. $500,000 profit. Like Yeah, they're making a 35% women- net profit oh. margin. They're doing great. <laughs> they are beautiful. They are bubbly. They are sweet. They yeah. are successful. Like I was obsessed with this segment. And their they, product is good. Like, I'm about to go yeah, fucking order it. Absolutely. Emma, unsurprisingly, jumps in. She'll give them $300,000, but she's offering it up for 12.5%. They were asking for five. Um, and then Kevin Kevin says he'll do the deal. He'll do the $300,000 for 5%, but he wants a dollar for each product until he gets a million dollars, which they don't really seem all that into but but what I loved about the back and forth is they were like trying to get Emma down and trying Mm -hmm. to work something out with with Kevin is that Mark and Robert were both like don't work with Kevin Kevin doesn't know anything why would you work with Kevin work with Emma (laughs) it was really funny it was really funny it was yeah, the sharks are really helping out the entrepreneurs. This, yeah, this episode. I love it. I love this. I love this like late stage Shark Tank energy where it's just like we all have enough companies. <laughs> you know what it I mean? feels like senior spring. It really yes, feels it like does. it's spring semester senior year, yeah. and we're all kind of just putting it on the it's, table. It's making me, by the way, really excited for uh, final senior season Mark Cuban. In, <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, next year, because he's not gonna not gonna give a fuck. Did you notice how in this segment he kind of went out quite bashfully? No, I, I didn't. Thought it, I thought it was sweet. Like he was like, I really support you guys, uh, but I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm out. Like it's Aww. not, I don't know too much about the, but not in a fucking Robert way. Where yeah, he's like, yeah. What's a nipple? This is an issue. Mark was, Mark was saying it in the way where like a dad is yeah. like witnessing his teen daughters like. Yes talk about their periods or something and just yes. try to be like mm-hmm, like yeah. i'm here but like I'm i really not, don't want to work with two beautiful young women yeah. filling like nipple covers <laughs> yeah. and you know what he's allowed to say that yes no, yes it's sweet it's sweet yeah, like i, I don't be endearing. yeah that is endearing. About that is endearing. It. so they counter with emma for 300k for eight percent and emma counters with 10 percent as final offer and it's just kind of like yes duh and they agree yeah thank god Great, great pairing. I definitely think we're going to see these on, like, the Good American website ASAP. Or Skims. Or Skims. Yeah, Skims yeah. actually makes more sense. Why not both? You're right. Well, it's well, that time. What are, you, what are you doing? Well, I don't want to take Rebel Cheeses from you, but I would. Do your so... thing, because I got... I got lactose intolerance and I got nipples, so. That's fair. That's fair. You do have nipples. <laughs> I, I don't want to forget that. Um, unlike me, because I'm a, <laughs> I'm just a doll. It's a long story. It's yeah. a long story. Um, <laughs> Rebel cheeses. I would go Rebel cheeses. Definitely. Mm. I, I really want to try that brie. I want someone to buy it for me, and then I want to try it. I want to try the sun-dried tomato, quote-unquote, fromage. Um, I really <laughs> want to try the vegan chevre. Uh, mm. and, yeah, I want to try all of it. I really, uh, Rebel cheeses, absolutely. I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I'm in. And 
I, of course, am going with the Vingard Valise. No, I... <laughs> you could put, um, you know, like like European sodas in there. It's so true. A giant European soda. <laughs> I'm I'm going with Cake's Body, and Makes sense. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I think the vegan cheese and the Cake's Body are two great products. I think Ashley, you know. Get create a need. Get on TikTok like fucking Taylor and Casey who do yeah. 99% of their revenue yeah. comes from TikTok. Yeah, organic TikTok, by the way, not paid. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I think you should get Cake's Body, slap one on, slap slap one on your on your bald pate, you know, and just <laughs> try and connect with the spiritual uh, like descendants of Taylor and Casey so we can understand where they came from and how we know them. I will. I'll bring one to my next ketamine therapy session and I'll put it on before they shoot me up with my horse drank for my depression. (laughs) We'll see what happens. We'll see if it acts as sort of a third eye, if you Mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. Oh, and just a brief epilogue. Sylvie, in her infinite kindness, sent me, among other great Christmas gifts, a bottle of Chamoy, which hopefully everyone remembers from a few weeks ago. From I Love Chamoy. And... I have just been up until this point eating it with a spoon. I squirt a little bit out into a spoon. It's tangy. It's a little spicy. It's a little salty. It's sweet with monk fruit. I've been just eating it with a spoon. However, I finally got a mango. Took fucking a week for it to ripen. And I ate it with mango. And I was like, oh my God. Really? This is why this exists. Yes. you. Okay. I, when you're here or buy yourself some or I'll buy some for you, you put it on a mango and it's like, mm, I understand. This inclination to be like, what if we made a sauce for sweet things that was not as sweet as them? We're not talking the chocolate fudge. We're talking something that is less sweet, but adds a different taste element to it. And it was transcendent. It was so fucking good. I am so glad to hear that. Now, would you put it on a different fruit? I would. Yes, I would. But there's not a lot of fruits that I would put it on. Like a tropical fruit. Pineapple. I would put it on a pineapple. But mango is like where it's at. Like I will buy 50 mangoes just so I can eat it with chamoy, honestly. Good to know. And uh, returning the favor, Alyssa got me a dessert welly (laughs) (laughs) that came in a... Nutellington. which came in a box of dry ice, which I opened like a wizard and all of this like smoky dry ice came out and I was like oh my god um and then we saved it and then Alyssa was here briefly for uh on her kind of she did a little west coast brief tour for a baby shower and CES and classic combo I forgot that you had to take it out the night before from the (laughs) freezer to let it like proof in the fridge so we came back from this Italian dinner where we had already gorged ourselves on. Quite, yeah. Mm. Quite filling, incredible meal. Eight pounds. Let's just say there was a mozzarella tasting course. Yes, yeah. So we come back real real hot and heavy. <laughs> Probably not ready to dig into this welly, but we were going to nonetheless. Forgot to defrost it, so we're like, uh. And then we just kind of bake it. And yeah. it was good. It was, it was good. insanely rich. Yeah. But it was yeah. good. It was good. It was like a, you know, like a hot pocket with good, a good crust, just full of just the richest, thickest, like just straight Nutella. I'm glad that we had multiple people to share it with because it was really intense. It was really good, though. Yes. I am not quite sure what makes it a Wellington because like, I think there should be, I don't know, a layer of crushed 
nuts or something. Yeah, it was yeah, a little like, like a, hmm. it wasn't like sort of wrapped in anything. It was sort of like a juicy chocolate croissant. Yeah, exactly. So very good, and I'm very grateful. I have another one left in the packet, so I, I will be defrosting that properly and reporting yeah, yeah. back. Yeah, maybe it'll completely change the experience. That's it. That's Thanks it. Thanks for tuning in. There's nothing in. else to be said. Thank you, nothing. guys. Nothing. We love you. We love you, and uh, stick around for more episodes at some point in 2024. <laughs> at least one more. <laughs> <laughs> We're committed. We promise. Okay. Bye. Bye.